And still live from the nation's capital, we are on Twitch, we are on YouTube, the Odyssey app nationwide, and all of our affiliates. We love you. The BetQL network. Uh, here's why I love our social team here at BetQL. I, I, I like this is we. The show gets derailed sometimes. There's a lot of times it's Horvat's fault because he's got weird habits, and we talk about them. Uh, using two new towels every single day, showers twice, drives his wife nuts, leaves them on the floor like a child, uh, but then also throws out his socks after one use. Every single time, which I still think is a bit, but you, you apparently Trista no. says that this is real. It's real. I, I guess it's true. I don't know why you spend so much money on socks. You could just parlay that into a bunch of, you know, anything that you want, put that money into anything else. But then, of course, Nick Berlansky, Burlo, Burley, Burr over here, Burr. producing the show tonight, to that boy. tells us that his cousin sells his used socks on the internet and makes money for it. Now, I cannot believe that that's a thing. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I've gone down just a little bit of a rabbit hole during the break because why wouldn't I? we got live games on in here, and I'm doing that at the same time. There is a Reddit, and is it also I have to tell them I'm over 18? I'm probably just going to stay away from that because I don't know what kind of weird stuff's going to happen. There are websites where you can go ahead and do this. I You sell dirty, smelly socks, and people buy it. I, I cannot get over this. I Thank you for pointing this out to me. What would it take for you guys... How much would you need to? Well, you just you never to have sell used my socks. socks? I yeah. Would, oh yeah, I'll do that for. Would you man. start doing that instead of actually getting rid of them every single time? Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Like, what do I care? Somebody's gonna wear my smelly, dirty socks. I don't have to wear somebody else's socks, so I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'll sell my socks. I I do it for like probably. I, I I'm gonna be honest. Since I'm just throwing them away anyway, you get some for a dollar. Yeah. I mean, any, why does any, it matter to you? Any profit, any return on investment is good. So whatever, I, I ten gotta, bucks. I ten mean, bucks. seriously, you could have these they, Nike elites. Well, I've got some tips here in case you know. Don't use a fake name. Don't use your face in the pictures. All right. This is for weird Greg foot Papa fetish Georgia. people. God, this is this Nick show Papa gets Georgia. so weird. I love it. And there's no easy way to transition to Johnny Lazarus a Bleacher Report after that, which I won't. In fact, I'll actually just make this continually uncomfortable for you. Would you ever sell your used socks online? I honestly have. Have you, you really done this? No, no, no. I'm just oh. kidding. Obviously not. Uh, no, but I, I kind of agree. I mean, why would I not sell them? Right. Like if someone's willing to, if someone's willing to wear them, I'll profit off of it. Like by, any, by all means. Uh, it's it is. Let me tell you something, man. I've learned the internet has shown us how crazy people are. Uh, you just learn more and more when it comes to that. So, uh, first off, let's just get into the Bruins, man. They're chasing history. Uh, 55 wins, eight away from the all time record, 11 games left. You think they'll get it? I mean, it's it's hard to say they won't, right? Because every time you've doubted them this year, they've come back and, you know, proved everybody everybody wrong. So I think they do get it. I don't think, you know, they necessarily want it. You know, that's what they're going to tell the media probably. Like, we're not focused on it right now. We just want to play our game and get ready for the playoffs. Like, that's, you know, the typical hockey guy answer, the answer you'd expect out of any team right now that's being talked about for an all-time record. But, you know, it's got to be in the back of all their minds. And how could you not want to be a part of history and not want to, you know, set an NHL record and they're not far away. Like it's very attainable. So I think, you know, players might say they're not thinking about it, but I know for a fact they'll be very, very disappointed if they don't break that record. What do you think of them just as far as the futures market? I mean, obviously they're the favorite, not a great price at plus 375. If you were to make a bet today, what would you look at? You have Colorado at plus 650, the Maple Leafs are 9-1, to one, the Hurricanes plus 950. Who do you think the best bet is right now on the board for uh, the Stanley Cup championship at uh, BetMGM? I would avoid the Bruins at all costs. Um, honestly, I think I would avoid the Eastern Conference at all costs. I think that is just up for grabs and all eight teams that make it. There should be like 10 teams that honestly could make it in, in reality that are you know deserving to make it. But the Eastern Conference right now, I think everyone's talking about it. It's no secret. It's going to be a bloodbath. 
And, you know, I think the last time I came on here, I talked about Colorado last year, how they swept the first round, played a six game series in the second round, swept the conference final and got to the Stanley cup final. And they weren't as battle tested as the Eastern conference teams were. So if I'm looking at a team right now to come out of the West, you know, a team that isn't necessarily uh, being talked about that much, but is first place in their division, the Vegas golden Knights, you know, they've added Jonathan quick. They look really good. Jack Eichel is going to play in his first ever playoff. And, you know, I'm sure he's eager to perform. Vegas has been, you know, a pretty good team since they joined the league. They've competed almost every single year. Hopefully Mark Stone can find his way back into the lineup in the playoffs. He's on LTIR right now, but obviously everyone knows the rules are a little bit different and there's loopholes when the playoffs happen with that. But Vegas, to me, their home ice advantage is, you know, bar none. They've been a really good away team this year. They're 23 and seven on the road. They've heated up at the right time. They're eight, two and in their last 10, like the Vegas Golden Knights to me, there's no reason why it can't be them that win the Stanley cup. So we got three teams over in the East. There are three points within the final two spots for the playoffs. You got the Islanders, you got the Penguins, you got the Panthers fighting for that. La- those last couple of spots, which two would you bet on to make the playoffs? That's easy for me. And that's mm. the Islanders and the Panthers. Pittsburgh, to me, has just been way too inconsistent all year. Their goaltending has been, you know, a little bit subpar. I'd say Tristan Jari has been good, but his, you know, injury-prone career has has shown that he's not necessarily uh, the most reliable goaltender that there is. Pittsburgh right now, you know, they've been in somewhat of a weird stretch. You know, they lost two back-to-back games to the Rangers. They got smoked one of them, losing 6 nothing, And then they go into Colorado and win. Sidney Crosby is a vintage backhand goal. And everyone thinks the Penguins are this good team, which they can be if they you know, are fully healthy and they are clicking on all cylinders, but they haven't shown that at all this year. And to me, if you look at the Florida Panthers right now, Matthew Gachuk, outside of Connor McDavid, is arguably you know, the MVP of the league right now. He's been the most valuable player to his team. He's got you know, almost 100 points this season, and that's like 20-plus points ahead of the next best player on Florida. Uh, the Panthers right now are 6-3-1 in their last 10. I know they've lost two in a row, and one of them is to the Flyers, but this Florida team... They're, they're so offensively talented, and they play at such a high pace. They play playoff hockey, and that's why if they do get in, they could beat a team like the Boston Bruins. They could pull off that upset. And then, you know, to that point, when you look at the Islanders right now, they're heating up at the right time also, and they have Ilya Sorokin, who's been one of the best goalies in the NHL all season long. The Islanders, another team that's pretty good on home ice. They're 21-12-3 at UBS Arena. Not that great on the road, but if you're good on home ice in the playoffs, that's huge. And if you have a hot goalie, that's even bigger. So, uh, the Islanders right now are getting it done without their best player, Matthew Barzal. I mean, some might argue he's not their best player. I think if you just watch a hockey game, he's the most noticeable on the ice every time he's out there. Um, but I think if you look at the Islanders and Panthers right now, it's those two over the Penguins for sure. And how that's much, tough to say, too. You know, How much better does Patrick Kane uh, make the uh, Rangers? Um, I mean, it's a tough question because, like, skill-wise, you know, without a doubt, he makes them so much better, but... It's going to be hard to tell until you see him in a playoff series because he hasn't really played in an intense playoff series in, what, five-plus years? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's come in and he's looked great. He's fit in with this team really well. I think the Lions had a little bit of shuffling to do. They forced that chemistry with Panarin and Kane at first, but now, you know, Kane's on a line with Trocek and Kreider, and he's looked pretty good with them. In the last 10 games, he's got three goals and four assists. The power play's kind of figured it out a little bit. Panarin's playing well on that first line. Zabanajad's on fire. Uh, Kreider's starting to score goals again. I mean... You know, Kane, honestly, the thing about Kane is that his presence just makes this team scarier just because of everything he's accomplished in his career. And I think most goalies and most opponents have to respect him. Like when Patrick Kane's on the ice, you have to pay attention to him because, you know, he's the guy that could make you pay at any given moment. So um, just him being out there, I think, is a huge distraction to the opponent. And, 
you know, that could free up Trocek, free up Kreider or, or the defenseman. So Kane's come in and I think he's been as advertised. I know his first two games weren't great, but that was before he even had a practice with the team. So since then, I think he's been you know, pretty phenomenal and a great acquisition so far. Johnny, I don't know if we've talked to you since the trade deadline. If not, it was really close to the trade deadline. Like now that we've gotten a little bit of, you know, you settled down, we've got everybody, you know, all the moves are done. You've gotten a little bit of a sample size. Who do you think improved themselves the most from pre-deadline to now where they are? Team or player? Uh, you could go either way with that. You could do both if you want, if you have somebody both in mind. Well, player, the first guy that came to mind to me was Timo Meyer, just because, you know, he was playing out in San Jose and the Sharks have been pretty bad for the last couple of years. And uh, Meyer's been a pretty bright spot in that organization for the last couple of seasons. And he's played a couple of playoff games, but, uh, you know, by no means has he experienced what he's about to with the Devils, you know, going up uh, probably a first round series against the Rangers. Meyer's been scoring goals as of late. He's had four goals in his last 10. Um, so I think there was a little bit of, you know, he scored in his, his like second shift or third shift in his first game with the Devils, but there was a little bit of a, you know, three, four game rough patch, but he's really picked it up as of late. And the Devils are playing right now against Buffalo. I think it's three to two. I don't know if he scored or not, but Timo Meyer is a, a guy that was a highly touted free agent and he's got a lot to prove. And so does that Devils team, right? I think it's, I think it's the answer for both, honestly, because yeah. the Devils are, you know, similar to what the Rangers were last year, that young and upcoming team that was in somewhat of a rebuild and, they have a lot of young talent that needs to gain some experience and needs to get the overall vibe of what the playoffs are like. And this Devils team is going to find that. And they could easily be a team that goes to the conference finals, just like the Rangers last year, or they could easily be a first round exit. And that's the beauty of hockey is you could have such a skilled team and you just don't know what you're going to run into. It's not uh, so predictable like some other sports might be. Is there a team that nobody's talking about or maybe they're under the radar right now that you think, you know, maybe they can't win the Stanley Cup, but could win a playoff series, a postseason series, or, you know, maybe make a deep run? So I think right now uh, there was discussion a lot about the Kraken in the first half. Yeah. And they were playing pretty well. They've kind of been inconsistent in the second half post All-Star break. I don't want to say that they like have a shot to win the Cup because I truly don't believe that. But they could easily sneak in and, and win a round. Um, you know, right now they're the first wild card seed. They're a team that's also been really good on the road. They don't have like many game breakers. You know, Matty Beneers is one of the best rookies in the NHL, but he's still a rookie, right? So, um, you know, I think the biggest question mark for Seattle is their goaltending, but they're a team that like, you know, they play fast, they play hard. They could win a series, but I don't see them moving past the second round. And, uh, you know, that's the one team I think that's being slept on a little bit just because they were so strong in the first half and they've just fallen off a little bit. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask you about the award market, man, because everything's just wrapped up right now. Like looking at the Hart Memorial Trophy winner, Connor McDavid's going to win. We just saw him score yeah. his 60th yeah. goal the other night. It's insane. And the OT winner. You know, but like what are your thoughts just on the Oilers, on McDavid, and just like where he ranks as one of the better players here the last decade because he's just so damn fun to watch. I mean, if he doesn't win the Hart Trophy, then, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> right. You know? Why does it exist? Uh, you know, come on. I mean, I guess, you know, people say he's the most valuable to your team. Like, I mean, I think he's the most valuable to any. Yeah, it's it's such a hard conversation to have because there are a lot of players like Pasternak, who's been great. Yeah. He's got 49 goals. Um, You know, Kachuk, who we talked about before. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys have had great seasons. But Connor McDavid is just, it, it, it's insane because... You know, me and my and my friends joke around like, you know, some former guys that I played in college with and we're like, when I was 16 and I was like the best player when I was that young, like I went into every game thinking maybe I'd score, maybe I'd have a point. Like yeah. David does that in the NHL, you know, like that's just so ridiculous to think about, like how you can go into the best league in the world and kind of think to yourself before a game like, oh, I'll probably get like a goal and two assists tonight. You know, if I don't, 
off night. You know, that's that's crazy. And I think the betting lines too, you know, McDavid to score a goal every night is like minus 140. Like, like that's insane. Um, you know, you guys could, could attest to that a little bit more. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. what he's doing is just, I, I think there's an argument to be made that he's the most dominant athlete in all of sports right now. Talking to Johnny Lazarus, BetMGM tonight. You mentioned the Kraken. It's just their second year, and this is already a playoff team. And we watched Vegas do that even faster and get to the Stanley Cup final in their first year as a team, which is just insane. And the Kraken are 13-1 to to win the West. I, I'm not saying that they're going to obviously do that. You laid out a good reason why they've been a little more inconsistent recently. But like, what is it about the last two expansion teams where they've been able to become, I mean, Legit playoff teams, and in Vegas's case, a contender, like right off the bat. Honestly, I wish I had the answer to that, <laughs> but also, like you think back to it too, 1996, the Florida Panthers were the same thing. Yeah, um, you know they were an expansion team that year. They went to the final and they got they got swept, I believe. But for whatever reason, these expansion teams seem to just figure it out. And I don't know if that's everyone getting somewhat of a fresh start. Um, you know, maybe there's no pressure, and you don't necessarily think about it because there's nothing to let necessarily live up to. Um, you know, I, it's, it's a, it's a really hard question that honestly, like, I, I don't have a real reason. I mean, I think just hockey players in general, sometimes when you're not playing as, as tight and as, uh, you know, I guess with pressure for lack of a better term, you don't think as much and you just go out and have fun and you play and it's, it's enjoyable, you know, like when the game's not going well, you know, that's when you grip your stick tight and you don't play well, but when everyone's kind of on board and it's exciting, it's a new city and, it's not necessarily about the wins and losses. It's just about, you know, establishing that standard and kind of building a culture. I think that's when it becomes fun and you just go out and play. I know we've seen teams that's in the not NBA. That. No, I, yeah. but honestly, that's, that's a better answer yeah. than I could have given because there's really no true <laughs> explanation for it. I watch this and yeah. go, okay, Vegas just did this. Now Seattle's doing it. Like in the NFL, every expansion team we've seen, they're horrible for years. The NBA, yeah. it takes years. They're in the lottery every single year. So I don't know if it's the way the system is or like what they do, but they're giving teams an opportunity in the NHL right away to compete, which I think is a really, really great thing to have. Johnny Lazarus, Bleacher Report, all Always good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too. You too. Yeah, it just blows my mind, man. It's like, this is their second year. We're sitting here looking at, like, (laughs) the Texans when they came in, and they were trash for years. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's mind-blowing to me. You know, it's funny. So I was in Vegas um, when they became the expansion team, obviously, the Golden Mm -hmm. Knights. You know, me and my buddies, one night, like, jokingly, I, I just bet 100 bucks on them to win the Stanley Cup, and then... I mean, there they are. You were, the, yeah, that close. It, uh, it was, it was like this close. I hedged out of it and ended up working out. But it's just so crazy, and it's the difference between hockey and any other sport. Like growing up, the Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies. I'm sweating out a lot. Uh, I, I, you, you know, you always uh, are. They weren't very good for a couple years. Yeah, I mean, a couple years. God, the Vancouver Grizzlies were terrible forever until they finally moved away. Those I would expansion teams. I would have rooted. I would NHL. Yeah, like, I would have rooted for Vegas had they not played my Caps in the Stanley Cup, and yeah. I needed that. It was more important. So, yeah. all right, it's bet MGM tonight.